We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you. This is WPTF Radio, Crawley, North Carolina, and I'm Reese Edwards. Hello, everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley. This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll, CBS News, WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday, WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus Adbiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Campbell. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Kay Kaiser. Hi-yo, well, that's good. This is Aunt Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Yours truly, Sam Beard. And Jim Reed. And Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam. And greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Percy, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Edda is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. For the Nocturne, we send as... This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of Familiar Carols. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. Good evening, I'm David Sherrill. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Hey, everyone, great to have you with us this this is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Rayleigh and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener Program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF. Record Vault. Good morning to you. Tom Kearney here. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back on WPTF, our number three of the Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here, along with Rufus Edmiston and Phil Campbell of Campbell Road Nursery. Going to try again, get Ron back. Ron? Yes, sir. All right. Did well, uh, now we've been doing some research on these damps and plums, and and we're we're finding finding them here and there. Have you been listening? Well, I've been listening. Uh, I think it was Irv. Someone said that uh, 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 tried to supply Chatham County, and that's all he said. And I no, he he was uh, he was in. Uh, he was talking about uh, down east. Tractor uh, supply in Williamston, Williamston is what he but, said. But Phil found something else. Tractor closer. supply in Nightdale has five. Tractor supply in Nightdale. But I would yeah. call them first. Yeah. I'll call them right now because I call. Uh, okay. Thank you so much, Phil. All right, buddy. And uh, Phil <laughs> Phil says she's going to try. If you that doesn't work, Phil says she's going to try and get I'm some try at to her find place. Some because they're they're they come from Degroot. 
which is a fruit grower. And I'm going to, uh, we used to get blackberries and raspberries and things from them. So I'm going to, I'm going to see if they have yeah. any. Yeah. But I would try. Call. Yeah. Call Tractor Supply. Yeah. See what happens there, Ron. Ron, I sure enjoyed my visit out there when, uh, I sure do love you guys. When Phil brought me out, I really enjoyed the visit. Okay, look, sure did enjoy having you two come back. Don't make it so long next time. There you go. <laughs> you take care, take Ron. Take care. Yeah, love you guys. Hey, we, we love, love you, you too, too, man. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. You know, a lot of people say that. I appreciate that. People love us. People yep. love people love this show. I, it really and he means it. Really, too. I know. Yep. I'm. I'm. He really you know, mean, we've had so three kind. people this morning right. say it on the air. You don't. You don't hear that a lot. People just coming out and saying, "I love well, you." Well, I think there's no bad news here, unless and, it's just a dead plant. There you go. <laughs> and J.C. Knowles has said it many times before, and he's yep. with us right now. Hey, J.C. Hey, hey J.C. Good morning, to all. Phil, mm. good to hear your voice this morning. Well, it's good to hear yours too. I got to get on y'all at the orphanage, man. If we could get a dime and go to the store and buy a Pepsi Cola and a Moon Pie, we were living in high cotton. You I know. Said it. Yes, sir. That's what we used I to. Just, uh, I just. There were other things. I, I, I'd rather have a pack of nabs than, than a, yep. a moon pie when I was growing up. Well, we, we sometimes we would take and get the Pepsi Cola and and a can of Vienna sausage and yep. a pack of saltine crackers. Yeah, there you go. That's mm-hmm. good eating, man. That used to be a good snack. And we could we could take old dry corn silk. And wrap it in toilet paper and smoke it. That was our <laughs> What is he with? And smoke that all, man. We believed it. <laughs> I don't think I ever did that. Rufus, did you do that? Well, we, we smoked corn silks. Did you? That's the yes, same sir. thing, and, huh? And there's a thing called rabbit tobacco. Yeah. yeah. That grew out yeah. there. And then we uh, used that and also old, find old wild grape, uh, dead grapevine out in the woods, cut that and, and light it. Let it smoke a little bit. That was our cigars. <laughs> oh, you give me an idea here. <laughs> I tell you what, it, it's a, I can't believe I've lived this long. <laughs> what I've eaten and all at the orphanage. I know. Yeah. Vienna sausage alone will cut your lifespan. <laughs> oh, I, I love them. I do too. I haven't had one in a long time. But. I have tried them recently. But they don't taste like they did when I was a child. Yeah, I think uh, I'm. I'm sure our taste buds, our taste buds change every few years hey. anyway. But I, I think they use different ingredients. Hey, JC, yeah. you remember when you used to go to homecoming at churches and places? They used to. I mean, I've made these before. You get those crescent rolls and you roll them out and you. Uh, wrap the vine of sausage in it and bake it. It's called pig in a blanket. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, I remember Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah, man, I used to make those all the time. I, I, think, we, I think we used beanie weenies or something like that. <laughs> right? We didn't use vine of sausage. Yeah. Rufus, y'all didn't have those up there. Y'all didn't have... Uh, well, if you y'all have to, canned biscuits? If, if you went to some fancy uh, reception somewhere, you'd see pig in a blanket. Yeah. Yeah. But they weren't vine of sausage. report to you. Uh, the lady that was going to make my poster for uh, Pam's restaurant, yeah, she said she'd be tied up for the next month or so. So I made one myself, and I'm going to send you a copy of it, and I think you'll love it. Oh, I'm great. Sure, great. I'm sure, Jay-Z. I'd send you one, but I don't have your address. Uh, you want to send it to the station? Whichever one, wherever you want me to send it. I'll email you. 
Okay, yeah, email it. Don't don't give it to them over there. Uh, just email me, and I'll send each one of you a copy of it. Well, thank I you. You'll love it. Aww. And we're going to put it. I talked to Pam, uh, and I was telling her where I wanted to put it. She said, J.C., you can put it anywhere you want to. Yeah, of course you can. But I'm going to put it on the glass window behind the cashier. Uh-huh. And so everybody stands paying their bill, they'll be able to look up and see it. Oh, that'd be uh-huh. great. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's I'm exciting. To get, I'll get it up there this week. All right. And well, I'm so glad you're busy, J.C. This man was courting this girl. They finally decided to get married, but he had never taken her home, so he decided he'd take her home and show her off to, to his mother, but he thought he'd make a little game out of it, so he got his bride, uh, fiancé to get two of her girlfriends, and so the three girls went to the house, and they sat on the sofa, and they talked for an over an hour and all. Finally, the, the boy said, Mother, which one do you think I'm going to marry? And without hesitation, she said, the one in the middle. He said, well, Lord, you're right, Mother, but how did you know? She said, because I don't like her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, J.C., you're, a, you're oh, one in a million. Good day. Yeah. Oh, uh, J.C., let me let me tell you one that I I think you told one time. A teacher says George Washington not only chopped down his father's cherry tree, but also admitted it. Now, Lewis, do you know why his father did not punish him? And Lewis, the kid, says because George Washington still had the axe in his hand. No, <laughs> you're right about that. All right, but y'all have a good day. Yeah, you too, you too JC. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Ten sixteen. Uh, Chip Winston just just texted me and uh, are you familiar with this guy? I don't see the article. I'll have to have to look through his article in the News Observer. He was asking about and they were uh, he was talking about backyard garden prepping for hmm. our spring garden. Now, what what should we be doing to a vegetable garden if we have the intentions of uh, we should have already started. We should have. For, but, for the cool season vegetables. Right. For the cool season vegetables, um, I would add some some new soil because what's there uh, probably got used up with your, uh, with your crops last uh, summer. And so I would add some new soil to it and maybe a little bit of black cow and um, just let it sit and you should be fine it's ready to ready to plant when it comes time and it's definitely not time except for cool season i'm looking in the <clears throat> looking in the news observer app to see if i can find that article but uh i'll um i'll keep looking but yeah i mean it's you know if you especially if you're you're growing plants like tomatoes for instance not a lot of us grow them in the ground because of uh, of all the diseases, a lot of people grow them in pots. But liming, making sure the pH is proper right. for vegetables, is something that you can do uh, if you have a slow release lime that uh, you can do in you know in the winter. Right, you need to do all that earlier. Way in the ahead, right? Get your get your uh, soil test done and and get things prepped ahead way ahead of time. Is that sure. lay by? You yeah, can do that's that what, during that's lay-by. That's what you do. Lay, that's what you do. Is that what you do, Rufus? Lay-by? Lay-by. <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, let's head to Roxborough. All right. We've been close. We've been been to the radio station up in Roxborough, 
before uh, with uh, Dave Bradshaw, but uh, Carol is in Roxborough. Carol, do you know Dave Bradshaw? I do. Yeah, what a fine person he is, and his wife Margaret. His wife's birthday was this week. It may and yesterday I, or a day before yesterday. I know Johnny Coley too. He's Johnny Coley. I mean, you're talking about the prince of Granville and and uh, Person County. Yeah, he's awesome. He is. How can we help you, Carol? I am hoping you can direct me. I have been trying to find yellow twig or red twig dogwoods, and I cannot find them anywhere. Mm. You know, they used to be used to be more popular than they are but i i see them occasionally for sale i think you've had some yeah we had red twig um last fall i don't know if we can get any in right now but i can check on that for you okay that would be awesome my neighbor that lives down the road from me has a beautiful a couple yellow twigs Mm -hmm. so you see them right now yeah, right. if, if something like that, I'd in, in full sun. you got to plant them in full right. sun. And yeah. they're a type of dogwood. But, yeah, uh, they're beautiful. They, they still love the, the, the bright sun, and that, that gives them, the, I suppose, more of the newer growth, uh, the yeah. bright red or bright yellow, just like the Carl Bark Japanese maple. Yeah, we got it. Right. Well, gotta, Carol, I ordered one, one one time from Park Seed Company. And it's still growing, doing well. And they always okay. like to show it contrasted with the snow, which is not very often down here. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I get snow more often up here. You sure do. You're way yeah. up there. You're What are you all about, 300 feet, 200, 300 feet higher than Durham? Something yeah. like that. Yeah, so, so yeah. we get cold, cold more often. So. That's right. Okay, well. So I'll check back with you then. Okay. All right. And if you want to keep listening, maybe I'll have an answer here in just a few minutes. 501, if there wasn't anybody on the road, 501 would be great for sledding. You could sled from Roxburgh to Durham. (laughs) 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 You guys are crazy. Hey, I'm in line at... um, I'm in line at uh, Bojangles to get a sausage uh, country ham biscuit because you guys made me hungry. You're not not getting a sea loaf biscuit? No. <laughs> oh. No. Yeah. Oh, Lordy. No, no scrabble. All right. Well, thank you. Get your biscuit. Don't Thanks. eat it too fast. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah. Roxborough. Roxborough is, is cold up there. The people are warm, but the, see, they're, yeah. they're way on up north. 919 860 9783. 919 860 WPTF. I don't know that, yeah, I don't, it, it, come to think of it, they don't, uh, what did you find? Lane just uh, texted me. I thought we did. We have uh, three red twigs at the nursery right now. He has not seen uh, yellow twigs on anybody's availability, but we still have three red twigs at the nursery right now. I think the yellow twigs don't show up as much, so they're right. not as popular. I think the red shows up better in the landscape. Right. Uh, usually, but uh, the the yellows are pretty. The Corinthian dogwood, Corinthian cherry, mm-hmm. it's not really a cherry, it's a dogwood, blooms. Mine has just finished blooming. Big tree, bright yellow flowers on it. I know people wonder what in the world it is, but uh, it has that forsythia color, but it's a tree. Right. <clears throat> uh, or it's, you know, the witch hazel colors. But yeah, uh, my witch hazel some. is blooming right now. We've got witch some hazel. witch hazel. They're just they're gorgeous right now. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, Carol, we have three of the red twigs right now. Yeah. At the nursery. So it'd be a nice, nice little trip down to Campbell Road if you want one real fast. You can, you can just get your biscuit and head down. There you go. You can head down. You don't even. You just put it in uh, neutral, and you can just coast all the way down from from Roxborough to Durham at least. I tell you what, I love. I love that. I love eighty six going out of Durham to or out of Eflin up to or or Durham, whichever Chapel Hill. Yeah, yeah. Um, going up to Danville, Virginia. Oh yeah. Going well, through, uh, yeah, Yance, Yanceyville. Yanceyville. Yeah, Yanceyville's got Caswell it. County. Yeah, yeah, that that uh, boy. I'll tell you, you, drive that at night back in the '60s. My <laughs> my sister's first job was at Stratford College in Danville, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And she, boy, I tell you, trying to get up there, yeah, was murder. Right. It windy, and right. you start uh, hitting the elevation there. Rufus, you ever driven in '86? I, I used to do it when I was at Chapel Hill. I love 86. Well, did, you, did you have a girlfriend up there? Well, I, I went on up the way uh, on adventures. And, or as my, adventures. As my uncle Eugene, you say, if you if you going to cross the creek tonight? <laughs> cross the creek, yeah. Looking for your girlfriend. All right. But that, that was a, a lonely road back then. Yes. In, yeah. in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. By the way, Phil. Pretty country yes. up there, though. Cherry laurel. I have a cherry laurel. Mm-hmm. And it's now about five feet wide. Uh-huh. Maybe 10 feet tall. Yes. Grows like crazy. Mm-hmm. I uh, never had any kind of blooms on it. And now this year, it's just fuzzy white with little bitty blooms. Mm-hmm. How does it turn out? You know, that in Iris's backyard, there are about probably 50 cherry laurels coming up back there. I'm not real sure. Lane talks about those all the time. So I, those back there, I think, are so shaded that I'm not sure um, that they've ever bloomed that much. But they do. They do have some bloom on them. But I, I don't know. I'll just be honest with you. I'm not yeah, sure. I, I, I don't know about them except they're just the the foliage on them is beautiful. Yeah, and and it's a, it's a very round, very very fast growing. Yep. And I remember reading, uh, reading a label one time that said something about it will get blooms and little little berries, which I've never seen until this year. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I got it from you, if you want to know the truth about it. Well, there are, there are the woods around the edge of the nursery is covered in them. Hmm. And I think it's because they planted some at the shopping center. So they must multiply pretty well Yeah, with the help of the birds eating the berries. Yeah. So let's talk to Steve in Sanford's. We go from Roxborough to Sanford's. Steve, how are you? Doing well. How are you this morning? Great. How, morning. How's everything down there at Yarborough's and other great places? Oh, just wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. How can we help you? I've got several uh, beds, mostly shrub beds, that have been somewhat neglected over the years, and all the mulch has disappeared in some fashion or another. And a lot of them have a, a covering of moss, and I want to get mulch back in those beds. Do I need to scrape away or dig away that moss before I uh, put mulch back in there? There's a process. Uh, the reason you have moss is because <clears throat> usually you have a shaded area uh, a, a with big trees that compact the soil and also... Uh, you know, take 
take the water out of they they they're going to get the the water and and not the plants and your soil ph is not correct for for growing other things it's very very acid soil so you need to get rid of the shade and you need to rehabilitate the lawn uh, you really need to disc it up and add uh, line, get the pH checked, but I can tell you that it's pretty acid. And Right. Uh, this, is, this is not for grass. This is where areas where I have uh, hydrangeas planted. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay, well, that's not, so, not going to be a problem then. Yeah, so you had mulch there, and now moss is growing on the mulch. Well, the, the mulch is either uh, blown away right. or just disintegrated because yeah. it has been a few years since yeah. I put it in there. I would just put mulch back then if you want to keep it a natural area. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah. And I can just put it right on top of that, that mulch. Yeah, it'll. There. Do, you yeah, have a, not, do you have a lot of uh, tr- trees? Do you have a, is it very shady? Yes. In fact, that's why I bought What kind trees. of hydrangeas? Oh, good Lord. I've got many, many different types. Yeah. I, I couldn't even tell you. Right. All, Some of the PG hydrangeas like sunlight. but I, I, I love them. I've got mop heads and lace caps and, you know. Wow. Do you have uh, oak leaf? Uh, I had one oak leaf, and I think I planted it in too deep a shade, and it eventually just mm. went away. Yeah, I like right. I like really like the oak leaf. They have yeah. so much personality. Well, I, I think uh, yeah, you don't you don't have to worry too much about it if you aren't putting grass out there. No, um, no, it's not not for grass. Steve, have you tried limelight? I do have a couple of limelights. Now they like uh, sun, sunshine more yeah. than than the yeah, others and they're in a shady area too and they're real tall and leggy yeah that and that's why that. because they they would be perfect if you had plenty yeah, they're of looking sun, for the sunlight. sun yeah yeah and as far as limelight so you made me think of that what what uh when do i prune those if i want to kind of get away from some of that legginess rufus is our expert on well, hydrangeas. I, I, I do it now okay they're, they're not setting I, I don't think they've set their, their blooms yet. Yeah, we usually prune ours around uh, uh, Christmas time because we cut those heads off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I, I don't think it will – if you go on down the stem, yeah, right, right above a, a bud, yeah. two or three feet, you're still going to get blooms come out. So they, they bloom on new wood? Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. And as far as uh, – fertilizing any of them whether it be the mop heads lace caps or, or whatever when should i be fertilizing those uh probably in the next sometime yeah, in the next I mean, month the, the spring yeah. uh early spring late winter early spring uh yeah it's first of march now it's, it's hard for me to even believe that i know the, the, here we are <laughs> and you know we're gonna have have some cold spells here and there but uh, i don't um you know Early spring, late, later in the month, yeah, might I'd say, be better. I'd say mid-March to the 1st of April, you should be fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. All right. I appreciate your help. i got to get out there and get it done now. All, All right, right, Steve. You have a great day. All right. Thank you. You too. Bye. All right. Uh, we'll talk to Sue and Moon and Silva. She's called us before. Mm-hmm. And uh, more of the Weekend Gardeners straight ahead here on WPTF. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. 
All right, we're back on WPTF, 919-860-9783. Boy, I'll tell you, speaking of cars, uh, Mr. Hollingsworth knows this too. Uh, just like any any good car salesman or, or a car mechanic is, don't ignore those warning lights on the dash. Uh, they they could lead to some serious problems. And uh, just a little tip from the folks at King's Auto Service. If you see anything like that, get them to check it out. Call them on Monday. King's Auto Service in Raleigh. Uh, those check engine lights on your dashboard uh, means that well, you could have a loose gas cap, which is no big deal. You could just uh, take it off and tighten it more, and eventually that light will go out. But you could have some big problems that need, and you've got all kinds of electronics on there, and they can diagnose, just like a doctor, they can diagnose the problem. Now, for those of you who have a hybrid vehicle, and more and more people are buying hybrids, they have certified hybrid technicians at King's that will diagnose, give you available options for a high-voltage battery pack replacement for less than the dealer would charge for a replacement. And this could be, you know, 150, 200,000 miles. That's kind of the average, 150,000 is the average. But it could be longer than that. might not be. Call Kings today. Call them on Monday. They're not there today. Call them on Monday and schedule a courtesy battery analysis. Kings Auto Service. Easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh at kingautomotive.net. King's Automotive Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. Mm. And tell Dean Bailey how much uh, we we think of those folks, and and uh, you'll love them too. I guarantee it. They're top top of the line. There aren't many smarter people than Dean Bailey. He is a a real whiz when it comes to to uh, automobiles and most anything else. He's just a smart guy. Uh, Sue is an Apex. Sue, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning. Um, good morning. Had, excuse me. I had a question about gardenias. Yes, ma'am. Uh, we had planted, um, I guess, a year or two back um, on either side of our front door a gardenia. One of them was uh, a long kind of one I'd raised from a cutting from a big bush we have in the back, and it has more of the long, thin, darker-colored leaves. And then the other one was a plant that I had been given. It was probably a more of a hothouse gardenia with the smaller, light green, you know, rounder leaves. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But it was a good size and was doing pretty well until the big freeze at Christmas. <laughs> and the gardenia, you know, that was, I guess, more of the hothouse type, all of the leaves have turned brown except maybe one or two. And I know I've heard you give instructions on what to do when this happens, you know, how to cut it back, when to cut it back, and that sort of thing. But I wondered if you could repeat those. Well, first, Sue, did you scrape one of the limbs to see if there's any green left? I haven't done that yet. No, I haven't. I have not. Well, the the freeze was pretty tough. I mean, 10 degrees is, is pretty tough, especially on gardenias and some of the other softer shrubs. Um, it. It sounds like possibly you had the the uh, dark green, the small leaves that could have been a Prince Charles. Uh, do you know that it came from a florist? Well, it was given to me when my brother passed away. Okay. Uh, how long ago had it been in the ground? Like that. Yeah, how long ago? had? I mean, how long has it been in the ground? It was put in the ground this past fall. 
Oh. Uh, well, what I would do is just wait a couple more weeks, and then I would trim it lightly, uh, maybe about, I mean, lightly, maybe about a fourth back, and just see if you see any uh, green leaves sprouting on it. Okay. Um, and it should maybe be doing that by sometime around the end of April, 1st of May, definitely. Uh, but I Check believe... the pliability of the, the stems, and yeah. like Rufus said, yeah. you scrape a little bit of the okay. bark on it, uh, the yeah. stem too, to, I mean, yes, that'll I give am. you an early, early idea of it. But a lot of times when um, plants are forced like that in a greenhouse, it will, they won't be as tough, and, and 10 degrees, like I said, was really, would have oh, yeah. been really tough on that. Mm-hmm. But I would give it a chance. Yes, I want to. I love gardenias, and I did want to ask um, chrysanthemums. I put one in the ground again. It was last fall, and how long should? But I'm not sure it survived that freeze either. But I didn't know if um, you know how soon should I see some signs of life, or do I need to just pull the thing up? <laughs> I would. Um, do you still have brown stems, or did you get rid of those, or did they just kind of? right away I have, I have brown stems yes. okay you can go ahead and cut those back now okay and then um i would say it's gonna the soil's gonna have to get pretty warm for those to pop up it'll probably be sometime in may oh okay and then if you want to keep it like a like a regular uh chrysanthemum that you buy like a, at a uh garden center you would have to keep that uh cut back you would cut it back around the first of july and then it will bloom uh, for the fall. Oh, okay. You said cut it. I'm sorry. You said I would cut, cut it back the to the height. In May okay. And then yeah. Cut it back at the green growth in July. Is that what you're saying? What I would do is cut it back and get the brown stems off of it now. That's okay. fine. And then let it, if, it, if the green does come out, mm-hmm. then let it grow until about the 1st of July. And, and then cut it the height that you want it. Okay, probably about eight or ten inches, and then it will start blooming in the fall. Oh, wow. Okay, that sounds good. And one other quick question. Um, A deer or rabbits are eating my liriope, and I'm trying the sprays. I'm a garden repel and also repels all and so forth, but um, I might just replace it. Do you have any suggestions on what to replace it with? Well, first of all, I wouldn't use spray of I must garden, I usually recommend using the um, the granular because it stays around longer. Okay. So if you want to keep the liriope there, I would use the granular and try to teach the deer that that's not a good place to eat. Okay. Um, but if you want to change that out, is it along a walkway or something like that? No, it's just um, about three, um, two or three grouped around the base of some of my plants. Okay. Um. Is it sun or shade? Partial sun. Partial, Partial sun. Well, you can put some Lenten rose in there. Some of the, um, I mean, they're pretty to fill in with. Um, deer resistant? Yes. Yes, oh, they're yes. highly deer resistant. Roof, roof. I've, I've got would, them all over the place. And, and deer, I would definitely recommend that. Deer they're, have never touched them now. They okay. will spread, but, but I'm one who believes that you can't have too many beautiful uh, and the and the ones and that are out now don't spread as much. They they're sterile, the so they don't. Varieties, right, yes. they don't they don't seed out. 
Lenten rose, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Small plant. It's called a hellebores. Yeah, and they, they bloom. It's kind of a muted bloom, <laughs> the color, but they bloom in the winter. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah they start yeah. blooming right after, probably right around Christmas. Yeah, yeah mine are in full bloom right cool. now and coming more and more every day. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they really do spread the, the, the older varieties, but that that's okay. And then the um, the deer also ate um, the hydrangea plant I had. So yep. I'm thinking, should I re- replace that with something kind of deer-resistant? Well, there's, I don't know if you – there's not too many deer-resistant shrubs. There aren't. Especially, I mean, you know, if they're hungry. <laughs> if they're hungry. And, and you say if they're hungry, they're going to eat, they eat anything. But um, I would – I would just again. I would use some of the granular uh, Amos Garden. I think it it stays out more than the. I mean, you know, you can get a heavy dew and the and that uh, spray gr- goes uh, Amos yeah. Garden goes right away. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much. I certainly appreciate it. Thank you, Sue. Appreciate you, you listening and taking the time to call us. Oh, you're very welcome. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Let's head to Jackson County in Silva, where the courthouse is. Way up on top of a hill, Rufus. Have you have you climbed all those steps? I love that courthouse, and I have climbed those in my younger days as Attorney General. Moon is with us. You've called yes. us uh, in the last year or two, I think. Yes. How can we help you today? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I have three questions. One is the fringe tree. Two is camellia tree. Three is azalea, fragrant native azalea. Mm-hmm. So that's so the deciduous, the, the azalea is the deciduous one? Grandfather's beard. Grandfather's mm-hmm. beard, yeah, French tree. Yes. Uh, I, I would like to know um, which one is male tree. I heard male tree has more bloom than the female tree. I have one, but I'm not sure that's a... Um, the male tree or female tree I got about two years ago. Yeah, I don't know how many named varieties. I would find a uh, a named variety of uh, something that it is a native plant, but it find one that that has it's a specific cultivar. It's a, it has a name. Somebody developed this for um, you know the the blooms or you know more more blooms or something like that or hardiness but i would try and find a if you're really interested in it a name variety and i'm sure there are some phil um rufus do you have a grandfather's beard yeah down in the woods Mm -hmm. and uh they they do very well but they do like some sun they do they like Mm -hmm. they like as much sun as possible to get those blooms because otherwise uh, the the native varieties don't have a lot of personality they're they're kind of uh just there uh the rest of the year mm-hmm. and um, so that some of the name if there are name varieties i'm sure they may have uh, more interesting characteristics possibly what do you say Fitz? okay moon you were asking about the male and the female uh the male plant uh definitely has showier flowers than the female Yes. So that that would be what what you were talking about. Do you need two? Yeah. So how okay. did I realize which one is the male tree? <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, wow. Uh, I'll tell you this. 
um, the food source, the berries, they only appear on the female plant. So if you have seen any berries uh, on your plant, then it's probably, it is a female plant. Yeah, I I live near Western Carolina University. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have a really beautiful fringe tree, full bloom. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They do have male tree and female tree. So, so I have one. I don't know this is male tree or female tree. How should I know? Yeah. So you've you've uh, you've already planted it, or you're wanting to buy one? I already have it one. Yeah, and and what Phil was asking about the so you haven't seen any any berries on it. Did not bloom yet. Oh, oh it so hasn't bloomed yet. When it when have you? Uh, how long have you had it in the ground? Two years. Two years. Well, I'm su- I'm surprised it hasn't bloomed. It should have bloomed even even. Uh, you know, right after you, I don't know when you planted it, but it should have bloomed last year. Yeah, because even the female trees have to have some bloom on them so mm-hmm. they can produce the fruit. Right. So, and you, did you plant it in full sun? Yes, it is full sun. Hmm. Okay. And otherwise, it looks healthy. I mean, the leaves are, when they come out are, are green, bright green. and. Yes. It was uh, now no no leaves yet. Right, yeah, it'll be a while before they get out. Now around here they start blooming in in April if uh, we have warm enough temperatures, mm-hmm. and probably in May there. I would think. I don't know when you see them at Western Carolina, but um, wow, I'd give it sometimes a crepe myrtle even if you plant it. It will not do well. It will not bloom that much, or sometimes not at it's, all. It's trying the to next, develop the, 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 next the root system. It's right. really trying to develop a strong root system, and that's where all its energy goes. Right. Um, so I would give it this year, and let's see see how many blooms you have on it. If you have tons of blooms on it and it's very showy, then you've got a male tree. If it's if the blooms are just minimal, then and more, you have berries. You have when berries. would the berries come? When were the berries? I would come? think they Afterwards. would come in late summer. Yeah, yeah. So Moon, you you continue to watch this, uh, and and if you you know call us back in in May okay. or or whenever whenever you see them blooming at Western Carolina, check yours out and yeah, and then call us back and let us know what it's doing. Okay. All right. You had a question. The question is Azalea. I planted in nineteen eighty-five, so it's a kind of tree, and then every a uh, year is the full bloom and so beautiful. I gave away to friends, whoever comes. But this year, about uh, three fourths is uh, all the birds become brown and leaves kind of dry up, almost die. But bottom of the tree, there is about huge shooting come out. So what should I do? Are you talking about what we call a native flame azalea? Is this the one where the leaves the leaves fall off during the winter and fall? Yeah, I'm talking about the camellia. You're talking about oh, the camellia. 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 Okay, I thought you were talking well, about the camellia. Well, I can azalea. tell you this. My Yuletide camellia looks so bad that I'm going to cut it down by at oh. least a third and see if it'll come back. I don't know which kind of camellia you well, have. Well, what in the world happened to it? I think it's a cold. It's yeah. what, fuchsia? 
Yes. Yeah, Phil says hers was, she thinks, affected by the cold. It's horrible. Rufus, you got about 100 of them over there. Have you had any problems with yours? No, none whatsoever. Mine was not protected that much. Um, it's kind of out in full, so it's in full sun, and um, it's always done well. But after that 10, it looks like it's burned. So I guess it was not protected well enough. Uh, by other plants so uh, i'm going to cut it back about a third and uh let it come back out if it will because it's shooting out from the from the trunk so she says hers down at the bottom looks okay yeah but that's where the root system is the farther up you go the less water it's going to i think it's just it got really cold you think you think the coin in you know especially up in jackson county is gonna yeah i mean that's way on out there talking about the cutting off the the, uh, the tree about um, stem is about um, one feet tall and then so should I cut off the stem I mean the trunk I would I'm going to cut mine off I'm going to cut it down about a third mine's but mine's about 10 feet tall oh do you have mine is also yes do you have any any green leaves did you say she you said did so I had some at the bottom I would just cut. I would just cut it about a third of the way back. Oh goodness! Okay, all right. <laughs> okay. You didn't want to do that, Moon. Uh, yeah, I want to ask somebody who is doing gardener. Uh-huh. Anyhow, the other question is: I have fragrant azalea. It's about ten years old, mm-hmm. and every year it's blooming and so much fragrant. It's beautiful, mm-hmm. but every year something eat them the root around so i put the i must garden that that granules well you know if it's eating the roots it oh, might be a vole and that's a little mi- mouse and so it's traveling in tunnels and i've, I've had things to uh, you know to fall over plants to just fall over because of yeah. that and I've uh, some of them I've, pro- I've propped back up and staked them, and and they've continued to grow. But they like they like to have uh, very tender roots, and uh, they can they can kill a plant pretty quickly if they're yeah, hungry. They do. Just the bottom they cut off. You're right. So See, I, I what you, what you need uh, is garden granule. Probably that's not enough. That that may not help uh, something that's underground. They uh, have mole and vole. They yeah they have a specific. You need to get uh, something. Uh, it's in an orange bag for 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 uh, voles and molds. Look for that product wherever you buy the. I'm a okay. You may you probably didn't put the right one out. Okay. This one is made specifically for for that, and I'm sure you have to apply it differently right may it put it in the ground what you do is you put it in a horseshoe shape and chase your voles over to your neighbor's house yeah <laughs> there you go but but if you plant anything else in your yard and you know you prop possibly have the voles you may want to line your hole with permit uh with uh permatil yeah and it has instructions on there of how to do it uh, yeah. because it's it's uh slate and it's kind of sharp yeah. and and they don't those little mice don't like dealing with that they yeah. won't they won't get near the near the plant roots if you have it uh, in there properly but you've got to do that as you are planting something right it's a little harder when you're uh, or have an established plant well moon i'm curious about what kind of what kind of azalea are you talking about you know we have yeah, the... i think 
that's the light pink and then very fragrant. Yes. Oh, okay. So that's the that is the deciduous yep. azalea. Yeah, yep. it's a native, native. azalea. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's a, a, that's yeah, great. I got that from the wildflower pilgrimage in Gatlinburg every year. Oh, yeah. wow. My goodness. Yeah, I got from there. Yeah, they, those uh, are nice, fragrant. Johnny Hood, one of our announcers, uh, used to have one. He he lived out in the country, and he had some out, out back that were growing. You know, just he did not plant them. They were growing out there, and they, had the, they were pink lady slippers or something like that, as he, he called yeah, them. Yeah, he did. But they had... They had uh, nice fragrant flowers mm-hmm. on them, and people don't plant them enough. I'm glad that you did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then the, this is the last question I have. Fire ant in the yard. Oh, wow. So, so I put the boiling water in it and the vinegar, cold water, gallon water in it, but still the every year comes. Yeah. That, that's, this is about 30 years old. <laughs> what, I have, what I've been told is that you – you want to, and a lot of times you have to use the the, the poison, uh, the acetate, and, but you, you don't want to disturb the mound. You want to kind of make a ring around the mound, and that way if you disturb, normally if you disturb it, then they get the, the queen out of there as fast yeah. as they can. Yeah. They move on, uh, but, you know, so you don't want, you got to sneak up on them. You got to put the you got to put put a ring around it with uh, the right materials. Yeah, let them take the poison down to her. Yeah, that's right. There's, they'll they'll go through the poison and take that down uh, to her, and and they'll all eat it. And you know you won't have have a problem. But but you've got to be really careful with that. You're dealing with poison. Plus, uh, you're dealing with with uh, biting ants that can you know they can really right. hurt you. And so. If you have a landscape person that has a pesticide license, you can they can put down something called fipronil, and fipronil will keep the ants out for at least a year. We put that on our nursery from time to time, and we haven't had any problems probably in the last couple or three years. Yeah. How would you spell fipronil? Oh well, I knew you were going to ask that. Uh, let me <laughs> let me check. Um, I can't remember how to spell it. Um, how do you how do you pronounce it again? Fipronil. I think it starts with an F, but I can't be positive. Um, well, Fipronil. Yeah, here it is. It's F-I-P-R-O-N-I-L. Okay, okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you're you're a landscaper person. You'd have to have a license. You'd yeah, have to get we'll somebody to else that to do out. it. Okay, okay. Yeah. There might be now. Now I'm saying that they may have some of the fire ant um, uh, poisons now that that are scaled down a little bit that have fipronil in it that you could uh-huh. get it at one of the um, hardware stores. Yeah, just go yeah, somewhere just go. where you think that they know what they're doing and and are yeah. schooled and and okay. know about pesticides right. thank you very and, much. and I, plants. Every time I enjoy your show. Well, oh, we thank, thank you, you so much for listening and and uh, calling us. Thank you, Moon. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Bye bye. That's uh, that's Moon listening to us in Silva, which is way on out in Jackson County, and we better get Cliff Joiner here real quick. Yeah, what does Cliff Be say? Be fearless. Have uh, have. Uh, oh my goodness. Take all risk. 
Go where there are no guarantees. It'll do you good. Katie Couric. Oh, okay. How about that, Katie? Mm-hmm. Somebody is actually somebody we uh, recognize this time. <laughs> yeah. There you know, go. Yeah. yeah. And what a wonderful time we had at Cliffs. We did. That was uh, a week ago Friday. We went went down to Nashville and, and uh, you know, the, uh, the graphic, Nashville graphic person was uh, ill, so she couldn't come over and she was going to um, go over and take some pictures of us. Rufus, Rufus says, uh, I mean, uh, Cliff said he figured we wanted to stay low-key. I said, well, That's right. that might make a difference to Rufus, but, it, I mean, me, who cares? But Rufus, <laughs> Rufus, you you would have enjoyed. Well, yeah, I enjoy talking to people about yeah, foolishness. The reporters. <laughs> or foolishness. Whatever. I don't know. But at any rate, we'll go back down there and, and have another. That was, a, that was a, what was that place called? The library or something like that on – on Washington Street. Nice old hardware. Yeah, it used to be people's hardware when I was growing up, but it's a restaurant now, and they had oh, homemade wow. chicken salad there that I Yum. ate. Uh, Rufus, what'd you eat? We only got about 20 seconds, 30 seconds. That's great. He doesn't remember what he remember. ate. <laughs> it was good. Oh, I know what you had. You had a, um, uh, well, it's not with sauerkraut, but Reuben. You had a Reuben. Reuben. Very wonderful Reuben. He talked about how good the Reuben was. All right, Phil, you got a sale going on today. Uh, Poppies and pansies. All new plants in, succulents, cacti, everything. Campbell Road Nursery, the address? Yep, 2804 Campbell Road, Raleigh, 27606. Thank you, Phil. We'll have you back soon. Thank you. Brother Rufus, we'll see you next week. All righty. Jason, thank you very much. God love everybody. Moon Out and Silva and the folks in Roxborough and... Newton Grove, have a great day. Joe the Bouncer, everybody.